Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Cal Rivals Excellent Podcast Experience. Uh, recording clandestinely after hours using my school's Wi-Fi internet is me, Nam Lay, and I'm joined, as always, by Trace Travers. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, well, Trace, um... We just kind of went into the shadows last week after all hell broke loose on Cal Twitter. Um, I feel like that was a strategic decision by us to not have to address a lot of things that went on, but I feel like we should at least mention it in passing. Um, Massive COVID outbreak last week. Uh, Canceled the USC game, pushed it back to the unholy hour of 8 p.m., on a December after the season is over. Considering that the last game Cal played in 2020 came on a December evening, a nighttime game, as it were, it's time for some weird stuff to happen in Memorial Stadium. Some absolutely cursed behaviors for the Bears to potentially do what they have never done since 1958. Uh sweep the California schools to make a bowl. Um, it's nobody's ideal situation, and obviously they have to get through oh, two... Here has been nobody's ideal situation. <laughs> to say the least, right? Um, they got to get through Stanford this week, and then they got to beat UCLA, and then you get a chance to, to potentially go through a bowl. So big stakes, bigger than usual, even just because this is like their season eliminator game. They lost the luxury of having an insurance game by blowing it against Arizona last week in a game that is, well, we never talked about it, but just a series of freak accidents. Yeah. I, there's nothing really good to say analytically in that game. I feel, I mean, you can obviously make the point of, Oh, they didn't, they needed a better backup quarterback. And I, I think we're seeing within the PAC 12 conference this year, a lot of backup quarterbacks who are not playing well. So I don't I don't know what to say. I mean, Stanford is probably the best example of it. They went with someone other than Tanner McKee because of injury, and they've been god-awful. And when he's back in, they'll be at least passable. And that's what we'll see this weekend. Um, I would say that the game last week... Uh, two weeks ago now against Arizona, just as a quick note, like exposes a lot of things that have been common frustrations. Uh, it exposes not, maybe a poor choice of words. Like, oh, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it tests positive for, no. Um, it, in essence, you know, a lot of people have worried about the depth of the team, particularly uh, in five years. Like, what is the plan at backup quarterback? And there really hasn't been able to be one um, Musgrave maybe giving up on the run too early, in my opinion, um, at least when the game state was still able to be controlled. And then, you know, when they go up by a touchdown, like it's just it's the less you have to remember, the be- the better. Yeah, it, it was it, it was just, a mess. it was a it was a failure. Let's just put it at that. And I don't know about the whole backup quarterback deal. I think there's an argument to be made for you know, giving guys time to develop, but we don't necessarily live in a world anymore where that's truly possible. 
So it, it, there, there's a lot of conflicting emotions about that. But it is what it is. Cal's three and six. They need to win out to go to a bowl game. And well, it would be really nice to have one in your pocket right now, or even two would. in your pocket. But uh, alas, that what is what this year has been. Yeah. I can think the good part is, or maybe not even the good part, but the hilarious thing is if they rally and win a bowl and they or get to a bowl and they don't they do what no team has done since 1958, that continues to make Justin Wilcox's tenure extremely hard to evaluate. Um, I know externally, uh, teams may be looking at him this offseason. Um perhaps the Washington job, but the latest news seems to indicate that Washington is swinging at a tier that's above him for the moment. Um, but I'm not even going to say they're swinging above him. It just feels like they're swinging differently. Okay. Um, I but heard they might be know. looking at a couple different guys that it's, like, I know Bob Stoops has been a name that comes up. If that happens, I'll eat a hat. <laughs> uh, like, who, I, I, who have you heard? Um, I could be wrong, but I remember an athletic report like trickling by the timeline. Um, and I could be wrong. The guy from Baylor, Aranda, they might be talking to him. And, uh, um, yeah. USC is going after him too. Yeah. Uh, so there'll be a couple of others, which is funny. Yeah. So, in terms of that, uh, that's all got to start this weekend. And uh, as we talk about Stanford, number one focus. Uh, I think this is a time, honestly, they should have won last year too, and that would have made it two in a row, but this is a time to make sure you can kill the Stanford zombie dead, like actually this time. That is the case. If there was a time for a team that, you know, this isn't the Stanford teams of old. I think we've said that enough. We say that every year, actually. Yeah, they don't expose any of Cal's weaknesses, really. I mean, I think Cal's struggled against good edge players this year, whether it was Thibodeau or uh, Ron Stone at Washington State. Stanford doesn't have guys like that anymore. And, like, they used to have Alfieri was the big one. I remember causing trouble and Harrison Phillips. Thomas Booker is a very good player, but... You know, he's just one guy, and that defense as a whole has not been the same as what it has been. They have the long corners, but they haven't been the same, and they can't seem to run the ball. They run the ball for 94 yards a game, which is stunning, considering what Stanford is and what they've done in producing offensive linemen and tight ends. Just, I don't know what Stanford is supposed to be anymore as far as an identity for their football team. And if the identity is to continue doing the things that they thought that they used to be good at, uh, that's not working out either for them, right? Like, uh, I think... They've had injuries, let's be fair on that front. But even before that, I don't think they were really being much. Yeah, uh, one of the things that for Stanford, like, is indicative to me is, like, for a long time, there was one, at least one positional player that would give the Bears complete fits, right? Like you're talking about McCaffrey, Ertz, Arcega Whiteside, right? Like there was a, 
there was a, yeah there was a long string of guys and now they're down to what Nathaniel Pete, Austin Jones right Philkins uh, right like it's just it's nobody that strikes the fear of God in you as a matchup issue uh, and if they don't have that long string of playmakers then you're really dealing with talent that is like on par with Cal's. Uh, and there's no game breaker on that side. And David Shaw will continue to punt from your 40. Like everything is lined up in favor for the Bears to take advantage of. I will say Rossick has been very good for them. Stanford does produce tight ends in the same way that they produce dubious thought leaders in, in the society. <laughs> that, that was the line. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, well done. Well done. I had to throw that one in. But. He is someone that you can cover. Cal's been doing better with against the tight end since, I want to say, the second half of the Washington game. Since then, it's been pretty you know, consistent against that position. And the defense as a whole, when they've gone to these quicker linebackers in the middle, along with your safeties playing at a high level, Hicks is playing at as high a level as he has during Ever. his Cal career. Yeah. Daniel Scott, same thing. So just those guys in the middle are going to be very important. Um, not only that, though, like, I just feel really good. I know Tanner McKee is expected to be back this week, so Stanford shrank. Like, I think the line moved from four and a half for Cal to one and a half to one this morning. That's one right now. Yeah, it's, it's, so McKee... Uh, coming back obviously swings things for them. Has something like a fifteen to four touchdown to interception ratio. The numbers are very similar to Garbers, if yeah. I'm being honest. Um, about the running. So they'll be able to move the ball. Uh, they'll be able to throw the ball effectively. But uh, the thing and what has traditionally been the issue for Wilcox against Stanford is there isn't really an opportunity to waste possessions when you're only going to get seven or eight of them. Uh, so anything that doesn't result in points and specifically seven of them uh, is really, really crucial. They've bled out and lost a couple of those fights because they just took it down to the wire and ran out of possessions. Uh, so as usual in the, as long as the bears have to play David Shaw, the script will always include making sure that they take full advantage of drives. And I think you've got to out Stanford Stanford at a certain point. Last year, Cal ran for 241 yards against the Cardinal. And you've got to do the same thing again. I mean, I don't know how much of the Utah game mm-hmm. that Stanford played you watched. But that was just, that was an ass kicking, plain and simple. Utah's offensive line, which has been pretty good this year. I don't think it's been up to the standard that they have been in the past. But they just blew them. Off the front, and Cal will be doing it with a couple of new faces: Everett Johnson in place of McCade Mutire, and uh, Braden Rome in place of Will Craig. So you've got to get more consistent performances out of them. But just yes, th- there has been a cat <laughs> in my lap this entire time. Wasn't gonna mention it, like walking across the screen and almost dragging out your headphones. I was not gonna mention it. I just flash you a smile, and you just um, so. 
what is it, 322 yards in the first half on the ground? Something ridiculous, yes. It was over 300, I can tell you that much. I am in no way saying that I'm qualified to run a Division I offense and an FBS offense. I am only saying that, Bill, I'm pleading to you to several deities of which I don't even know the names of yet, like... Run the number ball. somewhere in here if you want to call it. Run the ball. No, I'm just going to mass mass text it. Like, Bill Musgrave, run the ball. Like, Stanford is the worst. checking Twitter a while ago. Uh, well, just, you know, run the ball. I mean, Stanford is also gettable through the pass, but we have seen the game script, right? Like, the one that won you... The, the the stretch that got you this far, the two, arguably the three in the row that should that should have happened, run the ball. Don't ask Chase to do too much. Have him have him do his thing, but like not to you know like don't put that much on his shoulders. Stanford is the worst defense statistically by several measures against the pass, against the run. They're averaging almost five point seven yards per carry. Uh, this isn't that hard. I, and you have two really good backs. I'm just saying, I expect to win this week. Um, I might not be so sure about the the next two weeks, but I think this is one that's very, very gettable right now. And I think the team has a lot to prove, given how events transpired in the last 10 days. I do believe that this is the most gettable of the final three games. With then USC, then UCLA being the most difficult. I mean, it's the big game. There's this... Let's see. I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but... There used to be... Um, this is completely personal offshoot of this. Um, my great-grandfather, while he was alive, he he attended 82 of these damn things. So he had this piece of paper in his office that I'd always look at growing up and... I don't want to get too sentimental here, but it referred to the big game as kind of a miracle of miracles. It was a whole speech, I guess, he had made, and it was just something to remind him of the speech that he had made throughout the years. And just that that's what you've got to remember. This is rivalry on its at its highest form. This is, you know, two schools where they're. I don't think there could be too much more diametrically opposed in some of the students and the perceived missions of both institutions. And it it's it's going to be a close game because that's what the rivalry has always been. And I think that talent levels this year are more comparable than ever. I said last year I thought Cal had the more talented roster. I still, to a certain extent, think that if, you know, both sides are completely healthy. But, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see this, you know, miracle of miracles, as it were, happen again. It's my, I want to say, 25th big game that I've been to. Uh, I only remember about 20 of them, to be honest with you. Some of the early ones just kind of slipped by, and I have fuzzy memories of, falling asleep in old Stanford Stadium when I was a kid. But, 
you know, it, it's the big game. It's important to everybody. There are people out there who want to see Cal, you know, salt the earth with these guys. So, and it, you know, it means a lot, is what I said in a very long rambling monologue there. I hate to be one of those guys who ascribes morality to the field of sport because really the whole endeavor is fruitless and the good guy, but. I have a deep, deep disdain for Stanford as an academic institution because, as I mentioned earlier this week on Twitter, it really tends to attract a certain type of person. Um, and and that type of person has no uh, misgivings about using their power to do absolutely nothing. And I think the average person who comes from a public school, and specifically this institution, is driven by the capacity, the want, and the will to do good. And I think it's been immensely frustrating to watch a lot of, and I mean, up until 2019, every single Cal Stanford event that I'd attended in any sport, in any, like, whatever, had resulted in a loss. Uh, So watching us win last time um, was a highlight of my fandom um, ever. Um, I'm going to try to wear pants this time where, where I know the zipper is working so I don't get caught out in post-game photos. But uh, when you look at the numbers and you look at everything that's being factored in, like I feel really good about this year. Uh, I feel I felt good last year. That was a game that they should have won too. Like The course of the rivalry and what's going on here in the Bay Area should lend itself to Cal like taking advantage of that. And any slip-up, uh, as the Bears have had this year, uh, can be brutal, you know, and that's what happened by losing Jackson Moy, um, a guy who I think would have pay- would have immediately played next year and had kind of a Ethan Saunders type impact. Um, but again, this is a good day to put your foot back down and you know try to recover something out of what has been a truly miserable season for the Bears. That's absolutely fair to say. This hasn't, you know, the one thing that I can say is that the team is still in great spirits. You know, talking to uh, Josh Straden the other day, he's still, you know, happy with his decision to come back since he's going to be the guy who will go down in history with the most games played in a Cal uniform. That's a record. It's a record that's not going to be broken unless, God forbid, we have another COVID situation or, you know, other pandemic in which we decide it's okay to play football in. But the ethics of that, I will not. (laughs) Uh, Drayden is playing in his 53rd game in the Cali uniform this weekend, for anyone curious. Is that the record breaker? That breaks the record held by Sidquan Thompson, who, to his own credit, holds the most games started record in Cal history that won't be broken, at least for now with 52 in a row. Mm. So, you know, it it takes a very special person to do that. And Drayden's been healthy for his entire Cal career, which is a credit to him. But on that topic, it's, you know, they're ready for this. And I think there's kind of been a relief that you get to go back to focusing on football after these past two weeks of COVID and coaching rumors and everything. So we'll see. We'll see. I think it has the potential to be a very good one. 
Um, my expectation is to win because if the, I mean, at this point, lose out. He's coming back regardless because the the basketball program is like in even worse straits, right? Like, but you win out or even split or get this game or something. It's all just a matter of how much fun you get to have this offseason thinking about the future. Nobody's going to be excited with the Bears at three and nine. Um, six and six, axe in hand, bowl out of all of that. You know, at least you can kind of be okay with it, uh, if not mildly thrilled. Um, certainly six and six isn't what anybody hoped for with this roster as the year started. It is not. But, you know, having the axe does make a difference. I really didn't. I, I, I didn't think so until until we had won and we had done all the shenanigans on the field. And I don't know if that's safe to do that in the middle of, of a panini ongoing. Right. Uh, but, you know. Uh, you'll see me at the 50 <laughs> if, 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 if it is indeed to, to happen again. I will be filming probably if that does occur. Just try not to sprain your ankle. No, no, that damn turf, man. It's, <laughs> it's slippery. I, I, I did sprain my ankle the last time running down to luckily all the stuff is going to be on zoom now. So we don't have to fit into uh, basically a cell with 15 different reporters which is basically its own super spreader event right now but yeah uh, yeah that actually messed up my ankle last week so <laughs> we're not gonna do that again all right uh so to a quick recovery for trace do we have anything else for today um not that I can think of. Women's basketball is playing real well, so wanted to give them a shout out. Charmin's fifth our, squad is running. We have our own sharpshooting Curry. Yeah, with a Bush and a Curry. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, see you at Palo Alto, 4 p.m. Are we on Pac-12 Network again, Trace? Yes. But we got the A team on that with uh, Ted and Yogi. <laughs> All right. Uh, to a big game win. Thank you and go Bears.